Hey y'all, happy Tuesday. So we're gonna give everyone a few minutes to come into the room. We're run, running a few minutes behind here, just having some internet trouble. I've been having um, internet trouble, a little trouble here for the last two weeks, but hopefully, you know, at least tonight it'll be decent. And then by next week, I'll have it totally squared away. But make sure you guys let me know as you are coming into the room. Hey, King BJ. Hey, Diamond Book. Um, so before we get started, I do want to take a moment to thank all of my supporters, my subscribers. If you are not following me on Instagram, you should go ahead and follow me over there. Um, Rhonda underscore Mary. And thank you to my patrons and to everyone that supports my content. So, uh... We have some interesting things that we're going to talk about tonight. Before we do that, let's go ahead and let our guest introduce his, himself and tell you uh, where you can find him. Hey, what's going on, folks? I go by Armed Atlas online, and you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, those are really my main social medias. Um, I spend a lot more time on Instagram, but I'm kind of making my a little bit of a comeback to YouTube. I just had a baby recently, little girl um, named Eliza. Super excited. She's about five weeks old. So this is kind of me jumping back into social media and content and whatnot. So special thank you to Rhonda for having me on. And hopefully you guys could um, enjoy what I do. I do have a podcast called Costly Conversations. Rhonda was actually on the podcast not too long ago, about maybe a year ago at this point. So not too long ago. And hopefully you guys can go find her episode when this is done and take a listen. Um, let's go ahead and jump right into tonight's topic. Um, as you guys have seen, basically the slap heard all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple nights ago at the Oscars, okay, um, you know, famous actor Will Smith goes on to uh, slap famous comedian Chris Rock. And a lot of people have been talking about this. Obviously, it's gone viral. And so we want to break into it a little bit tonight and talk about different aspects. Um, comedy, how does this how does this affect comedy? How does this way with freedom of speech? And then also, obviously, as gun owners, um, you know, as both uh, myself and Arm Atlas are, how do we look at this as um, as it relates to self protection? You know, uh, the non aggression principle, uh, basically, you know, and how that weighs. So that's what we'll be going into tonight. Before we do that, let's watch the video uh, again. I'm gonna play that here. Because sometimes after you talked about something for so long, you could kind of, once everybody starts adding their own narrative and their story to it, you know, it's not as fresh, fresh on your mind. So let's take a look at this. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> Love you. G.I. Jane 
was a that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. It was a G.I. Jane joke. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can go, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So, you know, y'all see that there, and I'm sure that many of you have already, you know, seen this video. And I'm going to start with my guest here. Um, let's let's start from the comedy aspect first. How does this change or skew comedy going forward? You know what, Rhonda? I'm I'm not entirely sure. I feel that people are getting a little a little bit in their feelings, especially the big name comedians, um, including Joe Rogan and people in that space, because they feel like this somehow gives the green light to that drunk idiot in the bar to run up on stage and um, do something to the, the comedian at some comedy club. And I just, I don't feel that way. I, maybe, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I really don't feel like this equals that. This is clearly an isolated incident or you, I mean, Will Smith isn't the first guy who's been offended at a comedy club. I mean, let's just put it like that. And I see somebody in the comment, um, my friends locked and loaded, um, Latino locked and loaded, talking about comedy's dead. It, yeah, you know what? It's it's been in, in a weird place recently. Uh, people have been careful about what they've said. Um, people have been making comments and commentary on, well, you know, you can't say certain things, and things will get you canceled. At the end of the day, certain things will get you punched in the face. Like, let's not pretend like you can just say whatever you want. However, I do feel like comedians are kind of shielded generally from acts of violence for their, for their antics. And I, I don't really feel like this really moves the needle. Like, let's be honest, it does not move the needle. Well, so we've been talking about this for a while here. This kind of you know, I, I really, it feels like a new age thing to me. And that's easy for me to say, because, you know, somebody that's twice my age that's listening right now may be like, you haven't seen half the things I've seen. Um, but I just think, you know, so ultimately, okay, first of all, let me, let me address the hair thing, right? Because, because I have to do that. Right. Uh, you know, most of you, many of you listening may know the history of uh, Black women, particularly in this country, dealing with their hair and how sometimes their hair has been deemed like uh, inappropriate in professional settings, job settings and things like this. Now, unfortunately, um, you cannot see my face and my beautiful hair tonight. You may have seen it kind of, you know, blurry at the beginning of the show. Um but, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of natural hair and Jada Pinkett has always, from what I can remember, 
rocked, um, you know, the shorter hairstyle. And so, you know, she has, she's dealing with alopecia, which causes hair loss. And ultimately, I would particularly, I don't, I don't think this was a, uh, dark humor. Like this, like this wasn't dark humor. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't something that was so outrageous, so unbelievable, you know, to be said. Um, I wasn't, I don't really follow celebrities, okay? Entertainers are not leaders, cheap hug, get your tea at rondamere.com. Um, but I'm not really into the celebrity worship. I don't really keep up. If something goes viral, of course, I'm going to see it come across my timeline or, you know, whatever like that. And so some of those topics I'll kind of dive in like tonight. But I, I think if somebody would have said, if somebody would have came to me and said, do, do you know Jada Pinkett has alopecia? I probably would have been like, no. And then 30 minutes later, um, maybe I remember hearing something about that one time or another. You know, so overall, I don't think that the joke was just so dark um, or completely tasteless. Even myself, when I think about, you know, uh, uh, G.I. Jane, right, I think about like strength and you know, overcomer, able to stand up against the odds, able to stand up for herself, able to defend herself, warrior. You know, those are some of the things that come to my mind. Now, obviously, he was talking about her hair, you know, but even in that, right, like when you have a woman with a short cut or short hair, it's kind of goes against the stereotypical, you know, feminine long hair and things like this. And so I, I think in a lot of ways, the general public is becoming too sensitive. We're becoming so sensitive to the point where, you know, you can't really say anything to anybody. And now it's spilling into comedy. Now it's spilling into you know, the social medias and the technology. And now you even see it uh, centering into uh, people's personal stories and things like this. And I, I think this just lends more to that already conversation. Now, okay, with everything considered that I absolutely think that, you know, people are becoming more sensitive I don't know what it feels like to deal with that type of illness. I don't know what Will Smith and his wife are going through behind doors. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of the medical visits and the what it feels like to lose your hair and this and that. And so that combined with everything else that we've seen, you know, Will Smith go through uh, recently, he and his wife within the media, you know, and things like that. It's very possible for somebody with human emotions to, you know, act out, you know what I mean? Act out of character, 
do those things. Like I could see that happening. I could see that being possible, but not necessarily something I agree with. And certainly not something that I would say I agree with based on what I thought was a light joke overall. You know, I, I completely agree. Um, and let me just say this before you, for, before you continue, Rhonda. Um, back in 08, 09, I think, Chris Rock came out with a documentary, Good Hair. And I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I, I distinctly remember it coming out and you know, discussing some of the issues that both you and I, I think, understand more than some people, and obviously you more than I, um, the struggles of you know, black women in America with you know, using, having their natural hair, some of the difficulties with it, finding products, things like that. And then to find out that um, obviously there's other issues, but I don't think that Chris Rock has a bad bone in his body when it comes to um, having respect for black women specifically and their hair. I really don't. Um, not, not if you're intimately involved with a project like that. Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, who knows in regards to Will Smith and his reaction, who knows what's happening behind closed doors, what those doctor visits are like, the tears and the, the level of intimacy that they have regarding her medical situation. And that is, that is serious. And does it, does it mean that you can just go knock somebody upside the head? I mean, right. Right. I like that's like, that's a different, you know, that's a different question. And I was really trying to like, you know, think about it. Like if I was in this situation, if I was going through this or that, like, would I be offended? And I just, me personally, I'm not, I don't, I'm not soft. I'm, I'm just not soft. Like, and maybe it's because of my life experiences and no, I'm not trying to make it seem like I just, you know, just grew up in the hood and I was just around killers or just whatever. Like, no, I'm not saying that either. I just think that based on the people that I've been around, even like, you know, my homegirls, like we're not all like super sensitive. I can't say this. I can't step on your toes type. Like, I think that I have an ability to or I try to challenge myself to have deeper discussions and listen to other perspectives, even when I don't agree with them. Be open to different type of like humors and understanding that people do have different, you know, lines, you know, of what they find funny. Um, and I just think that. <laughs> It's weird, man. It's weird because we went from an era where people would make jokes about Michael Jackson. People would make jokes about Bill Cosby. People would make jokes about like R. Kelly and even Twitter, right? Particularly quote unquote black Twitter. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about mm -hmm. you've had presidents, uh, freaking dropping bombs in black Twitter has come to some type of way. I mean, every moment practically, you know, that you can think of every significant uh, social or political moment, it's always, 
you know, it's kind of just been lighthearted. Like people have found a way even in dark times to kind of turn some things into to laughs. And I kind of see, even if you were on Twitter, like back in the day, like when it was like Twitter, Twitter before, like all the, the censorship and the pushing the, the celebrities to the top. And when it was just about like regular people and stuff like that, like Twitter was wild. Twitter was crazy, but it was funny. And now I feel like now we're giving everybody participation trophies. You know what I mean? It's like now I literally, they don't even want me to say a man is, is a man and a woman is a woman because, oh, like when I was did the Jubilee episode, how dare you say that in front of this trans person? Like, so I have to lie. I have to change my thinking i have to not be honest in this moment i got flown out to be honest of my opinion i didn't get flown out to cater to your ego your emotions who you are who you think you are you know what i mean but people literally telling me how dare you not uh console the trans person in front of you because because you made them feel bad like you know what I mean? And obviously, obviously, you know, that's a little different and leans into something different. But I feel like it's this it's this complete air of like like sensitivity. And don't get me wrong. I you know, like I said, I don't know what it feels like to have alopecia. Could I see Jada feeling some type of way? Sure. Sure. But most comedy, good comedy, at least. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I've watched, you know, Dave Chappelle. I watched uh, Bill, um, Bill, um, uh, what's his name? Bill, Bill Cosby? Burr, Burr. I Bill, think. Oh my gosh, Burr, yeah. <laughs> Those are two people that I would say I watched recently. I'm not like a, like a comedy head. Those are two that I've watched with like friends and family and stuff like that that were already like watching. And it was certain jokes where I would like cringe or like, you know, kind of like suck my teeth. Like, oh, my God, did he really just say that? You know what I mean? But I think comedy has been used as an outlet. It's been used as storytelling. It's been used as, um, you know, laughter it's been used as a way to bring people together it's been used as a way to challenge perspectives you know it's been used as a way to make people question and think you know and a lot of comedy shows I don't know if most still do this I know the 85 South show does this but you go into an 85 South show you sit in the front of the audience they're roasting you off top off top and they don't know they don't know when you come in there and sit in that audience whether you're dealing with an ailment is the reason that you're overweight or some type of disease is the reason that your hairline is receding or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, they don't know that. And that brings to question, did Chris Rock know she was dealing with alopecia? A lot of people like to think just because they follow celebrities and they know every single second of what's going on with celebrities, that's the reality for, for everybody. And we have to remember, even some people that worked 
in those atmospheres, when you hear Denzel Washington say, I don't know who Damson Id Idris is. Like, I like sorry. Sorry to that guy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't even know who that is. Or when you see certain people, new people on a red carpet, and somebody walks down a red carpet and that person doesn't even know that person's name, and we on the side of the TV screen may think that person is super famous. You know what I mean? So this idea that everybody is even keeping up with every second, I've probably literally seen, I think maybe two episodes of the Red Table Talk. I think I saw the one with Will Smith and the one with Kevin Hart, I think. She's been open. She's been honest with her diagnosis. I mean, what does what does I, I love the point that you just made where I'm I'm just thinking about I'm like, man, like why would we know? Shoot, I didn't know she had alopecia before. I just thought she went with the ball-headed look. Okay, cool, look good. I didn't even really notice because it just kind of flowed. You know what I mean? Like it just it looked it looked all right. But obviously, Chris Rock maybe has seen her with hair, obviously, and then seen her without hair, and you know he's he's like, oh, GI Jane, quick quick jab. He's, in in the world of comedy, they call that crowd work. You, you gotta you gotta work the crowd. You gotta get them laughing. You gotta get people involved. Throw a jab here, throw a jab there. You know, like. No one's safe. It's a roast. Like it's it's not supposed to be safe. It's not supposed to feel good to the person getting targeted unless you can laugh at yourself, unless you're very secure. And clearly, one person wasn't very secure that night. I, I could see, I don't I don't know that Jada was really even that tight. Like I don't I don't know that. Maybe, maybe somebody else. Like another, tell me yeah, that. that's another thing. Like, was she like even though she felt some type of way and rolled her eyes in that moment? Was it like, I feel so bothered that I want my husband to like immediately slap this man? Right. Like, I don't think that she, if she could, and maybe, maybe she's just a crazy person like that. And I don't know her like that, but Will does. And Will knows that he couldn't go home with her that night unless he went up there and like put hands on this man. But I highly doubt that's the case. I highly doubt it. And y'all could tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, she looked, okay, this man, oh, he's joking on my hair. Okay, roll my eyes, suck my teeth. Right, that's right, what right. I saw. Like, that's, that's what I saw. That's how I took it, too. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, Chris, man, Chris, chill, Chris. And then this man just gets up, and I, I swore this man said, um, um, what, what was what was his character in the movie that he won Best Picture for? I mean, Best Actor oh, for? Oh, King Richard. King Richard. I swore he said, okay, Richard. <laughs> and then he got popped in the mouth. I'm like, yo, what just happened? I thought it was a joke. I thought it was all part of the thing. But maybe low-key, low-key, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to leave that to you. But uh, low-key, I might think that it's still a little bit of a... Uh, like, there ain't no way they let this man sit down and take his award and go home. Police didn't even question him. <laughs> like, there ain't no way. This had to be staged, right? You like, I really thought this was a part of the thing. Like, no, like, that's weird. So let's let's watch it again because now I want to go into the to the um the self protection yes um side of it. And I've been seeing a lot of people that that carry firearms talking talking a little crazy. So let's 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 watch that real quick.
Now, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? So first of all, let's start with he's laughing and clapping here. Now, some people were saying, no, he was still laughing from the other joke. Like, this was literally another joke. All right. <laughs> and so now, whatever the faces change when they panned off and turned back to Chris Rock and he does this shoulder thing. Something happened in that moment that we didn't see where somebody's face changed after that. That was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> you hear where she's where he called him Richard. And I didn't even notice that. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I'm literally just noticing that. Right. First of all, you call him Richard. So now I don't know. This actually, you know, this new emergence has me leaning more into the conspiracy thing a little bit now. Because for what reason to say Richard implies that energy that and if you don't know who we're talking about we're talking about um he played king richard serena and uh, venus williams father in uh uh richard williams in the king richard movie and even look where i have it um freeze frames at right look at this face he's made i mean okay let's go back a little bit Now, you just made a joke about a guy's wife. Because I just want to know in what world. You just made a joke about a guy's wife. You see him walking on stage and, and your mind just says, just stand there. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. This wife's name. And then when he walks away, he completely turns his back to Chris as if, like, I know you aren't going to do anything. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> So now while we're talking about that, he goes on to say that was the greatest night, right? So if we look back at 2021 of the Oscars rating, um, it had plummeted 58% compared to the year before, uh, which was 2020. You had now this episode drew in about 16.6 million viewers compared to the 10.5 million the year before. So you had at least 6 million more people that tuned in Now, you know, some people are saying, "Oh, you're going too far. That's just a conspiracy theory." You know, what reason would they have to do this? Um, you know, Obviously, ratings and viewership is always going to be a reason. 
that I mean that's just that's just on the table. That's just one plus one equals two. Now I'm not gonna say as far as I just know. I just know I can verify. I'm I'm certain that this was fake, but I just think it was very odd. I think it was very odd. I think from Will Smith going into laughing, initially laughing, to did we see the part where his wife rolled his eyes? Where her, rolled her eyes? I don't feel like I played it back that far. But, you know, and then something they were doing in the audience, I guess, cued to him that they were more offended, possibly. Uh, well, you, you got to know, like, depending on where you're standing in the room and what your mics in the room mics can pick up, he could probably hear like two or three people at least go like, Oh, come on, man. Like, mm -hmm. so you, you know, he heard that and he's like, Oh, come on. Either that, or he knew that that joke might've, might've hit a little wrong just off, off instinct. Mm. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, like if you diss somebody's wife you know you make a joke about somebody's wife and then particularly if you like you just mentioned if you read the room and uh you know the energy's not right and you see this person at the oscars get out of their seat walk up on stage are you just standing there so let me let me answer that knowing that will smith chris rock they're all kind of in the same bubble. They probably go back a ways. I wonder if Chris Rock thought that Will Smith was getting up to come take the mic and say something nice about his wife or um, just to kind of like take over, do kind of pull a Kanye and be like, I'm going to let you finish, but Jada should have won. You know, something something crazy like that. That's That's what I thought maybe Chris might be thinking. Mm. But also for me, as a self-defender, as somebody who can conceal, conceal carries on a regular basis, um, if somebody is rolling up on me, like, you got to be prepared. Like, at least have it in your mind. Like, this man, I don't know what he's doing. Let me at least take a step back. Let me let me get my base right. Let me get my hands up. Like, do something. And then to let him walk away. I'm not saying he should have decked him. But at least, like, push this man off of you. Like, bro, like, how are you going to let this man just get all up on you like that. Like, bro, chill. <laughs> That's where I'm at. So, I, you know, I'm not letting anybody walk up on me that closely. Even if we look at, I, I don't know the personal relationship between Will Smith and Chris Rock, but I do know that during the whole, like, Oscar so white thing and that's a whole nother thing we could go into but the Oscar so white thing that was like a few years back and Jada and Will were you know gonna boycott like the Oscars right. and the other that a lot of people actually forgot about um I you know he kind of made some jokes then about them as well and so maybe people felt like, you know, oh, well, now you're saying something again. So I don't really know, like, the history of their personal relationship. But still, I'm not I'm not letting anybody walk up on me like that unless we are, like, 
actual close friends. I don't care about you so-called being in my bubble uh, or same network, I should say. I'm still going to somewhat be on alert, especially after that energy of, you know, I, I possibly offended Elise's wife. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'm. I I saw that actually. Oh, shoot, was it today or yesterday? Where he, during during the previous Oscars, he was like, "Yeah, well, Will Will Smith and Jada were talking about boycotting, but they weren't even invited." So, ha ha. And I was like, "Okay, that's a good joke." And I, I do wonder now that you mentioned that. Now that I'm remembering, I wonder if they actually had a, a bit of a rift. But man, I'm. At the end of the day, like, how are you going to let this man just, like, roll upon you like that? Like, that's And Chris Rock is corny. Like, let's be clear. To me, I mean, to me, he's not particularly funny. He's not somebody whose stand-up I will watch. I'm not really in interested in his type of, like, like stand-up comedy. Now, I have watched the uh, Everybody Hates Chris. You know, I watched several episodes of that. I thought that show was pretty cool or whatever. Oh, I used to love that show. But just him as a comedian, I mean, even a G.I. Jane joke, I don't, it wasn't like, ha-ha, like, funny. You know what I mean? I think it was supposed to be a more like, like, I don't even know. I don't even know. It wasn't funny. So people that are saying, like, the joke wasn't even funny, like, at least be funny. Yeah, I could, I could kind of get that, you know. Um, even the whole joke you mentioned previously like you weren't even invited type of energy you know I think that was definitely kind of like poking at but comedy does that as well mm -hmm. you know what I mean Com comedy does that as well and somebody put an interesting tweet today that I actually agree with they said the same people that are taking up for Will Smith we're telling trans people to chill out on Dave Chappelle, like lighten up, like it's all jokes. And I agree with that. I mm -hmm. like agree. Like how are you? Because like, okay, real talk. So first of all, I'm not even going to, so I'm not even going to talk about what I believe to be some of the more fringe trans people. I'm going to take it from the perspective of trans people. I know that, um, Except uh, the fact that they have gender dysphoria, right? They actually believe this to be a medical condition where they are like, it's like a struggle of I don't look like who I feel like in the inside. Like that's a real thing. That's a real issue that people deal with. I'm not talking about these Twitter people. They're like, oh, I'm a girl today because I like to paint my nails pink. I'm not talking about that. I'm literally talking about people that mentally deal with gender dysphoria. That is a medical condition, right? That, I mean, literally. And so if a Dave Chappelle goes on stage and he addresses trans people, that includes the people that are like, yes, I am medically affected by I am gender dysphoric. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like somebody will be, feel like they have body dysmorphia. This is a person that has gender dysmorphia. You know, they don't feel like how they look. And so 
do trans people now get to go on stage and slap Dave Chappelle because how dare you make fun of this condition that this is a real aspect of my life that I actually deal with regardless of you know the people that you see on TV and the people that's the loudest and the people that try to make it trendy this is a medical thing that I deal with and how dare you make fun of that and I I I think the tweet was spot on. I think the tweet was dead on. You'll have the same people that'll be like, y'all need to lighten up. The world don't revolve around you. Da, 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 da. Turn around and say, oh, well, alopecia, that's a medical condition. Now you're going too far. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's nothing. If we say alopecia is too far, you got to say every joke against a trans person, a black person, any any minority person or person who is impacted in the slightest. In fact, how, how far can you go? Can you say, well, I'm I'm white, but I have Irish heritage, so you know that that was kind of a rougher white heritage. So don't make any Irish jokes, or you know, uh, Irish people have a, a mean stereotype about being angry, and I had an abusive father, so don't make Irish jokes because that's triggering to me. Like, bro, shut up. Like, I understand that you're going through something, but this is comedy. Like we can, should, we can talk about there this. be a line in comedy? Uh, no, you know what? The line is, will people still pay to watch you? Are people going to come back? And if people come back, the market has decided that your comedy is all right. At the end of the day. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't have to turn it on. You can turn it off. You have, you have a, um, sentience and uh you're you are you have permission to turn off dave Chappelle. you have permission to turn off the oscars you have permission to turn us off if you don't like what i'm saying you, i mean i'm not trying to tell you to turn off ronda's show but you you could turn it off people act like they have to be incensed at every little thing on the internet and that's that's why i have such a hard time on places like twitter or even talking about subjects like this because i'm like at the end of the day why did why do we care about will smith like it's, I understand he's been a big part of our childhoods and stuff with like all the, you know, the, the, the movies and TV shows and things that haven't, has endeared him to us. But at the end of the day, he is just a human being who has done some pretty cool stuff, but he's, he's, he's a regular guy who has got a little bit of talent. So another thing people were saying is that are even kind of, even with will speech, right. It's like, you know, as in this industry, we basically have to be bullied. We basically have to be talked to in these certain ways and things like this. But my thing is, I'm the type of person, I'm going to deal with people for them. I'm not going to compound every experience and trauma I have and put it into like, like one person i feel like the the punishment has to match the crime you know and so people are saying oh well he just got tired of people saying this he just got tired of people doing this this and the other and it's like if that's the case you know what i mean how are you gonna put all because you could literally call that misplaced anger i mean mm -hmm. that would technically be what that is and even us watching Will Smith going through these different range of emotions in such a short period of time, I just thought that it was odd. You know what I mean? Like, we saw you laughing. We saw you crying. 
we saw you slapping somebody and being, you know, like aggressive all within this one segment. Mm -hmm. And so another question that I would have, um, I remember somebody did a movie. I think this was one of the Jokers or something like this. And they had to like almost detox after their character. Like, and even Chris calling him Richard and things like that. It's like, did he really take on that persona? <laughs> That's something that I've, I've heard is that he, he went into a, something of a method actor state and that Richard was a little bit more explosive. Richard Williams from King Richard was a little bit more explosive. And if you if you talked about his girls, he would get up in your face and he would do something. He would take action. And I, I wonder if he kind of put himself in that mind state of of being Richard. Like I, I'm not trying to make excuses for the man, but I, I wonder. Like I do think I, think I do think that could like be a possibility. Yeah. I think yeah. that could be. I think that could be a possibility. I think that. You know, the mind is very unique and complex. And if you, I mean, you know, this is what the secret, like the secret, the book, the documentary is about. You know what I mean? This is what, you know, a lot of these self-help books and these gurus write it to you. If you want to be something, if you want to be somebody, become it first in your mind, you know, aligning your mental to mm -hmm. become this one with your physical and moving in aspects of that. And like, I definitely think that there's a mind-body connection and we can become or do certain things based on our mentality. And I could absolutely see him being in that character or being in that role or, you know, understudying for so long that you start to take on bits and pieces of this character or this persona. Yeah, I mean, the man just won Best Actor for being somebody that he was not, for being able to laugh and cry in moments that are not his real life. So I can I can imagine that he's he kind of struggles a little bit. Not to mention, I mean, I've I've heard this recently in, in all the conversations about Will Smith that he's publicly talked about um, feeling. Uh, uh, or not being afraid of feeling weak and all these things. And that's something that I don't believe uh, Richard Williams was um, right. mentally anyway. So he goes from this person who is afraid of appearing a certain way. And then he's taking on per parts of personality that are not his own, which is strange. It's beyond me. I didn't get my degree in psychology. And then he's faced with a moment of, my wife, who I'm sure they've had deep conversations where they're alone in their in their private place, and she's sad, she's crying, she's expressing herself. They have a level of intimacy that is unique to a married couple, even though they have a weird relationship. I mean, we all know. Um, and then Chris says what he says, and he's laughing, ha ha, and looks over and sees his wife is kind of pissed, and he snaps. It's not. I, I don't know. Like to me. It's wrong, but I, I kind of see what could have possibly happened. Right, I get you. Um, so let's talk about this from the gun owner's perspective. My favorite perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we now 
saying it's okay um, because, you know, you're going to have some people that's not going to agree with what I said tonight. They're, they're going to feel like, oh, anytime, anytime, you know, you feel disrespected, your man should beat his chest. Your man should slap somebody. Your man should, the only way to protect black women is to get physical, is to get aggressive, is to escalate the situation. Now we got to look at this from a real life perspective because yeah. people love Twitter fingers. People love, people love control environments where you know ain't nobody in those seats got a gun. You know what I mean? You might have a few security in there, but we're talking about a control environment of people of a certain status. But like, first of all, everybody ain't out here playing. And the whole conversation, it, it has started as if like, nah, this is what your man's supposed to do. It's okay. Da, 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 da. I want y'all to like, sarcastically try that in the real streets because some of that's not gonna fly and I'm not saying this to be like funny I'm not saying it to be sarcastic I'm saying that stuff be cute on the internet it's real cute when you just have an opinion it's not so cute when people die every day over less and when I say die every day it could go either way it could be the person that was offended or the person that did the offending. You know what I mean? And I think mm -hmm. that a lot of times people too ready to jump over stuff that don't even really be worth it. And the same people talking about, nah, this is what he's supposed to do. Be the same people talking about stop the violence. What we got to mm -hmm. do to, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that two people that has some type of bout is like a representation of everybody. You know what I mean? But we do know, we do know that things that we see on TV, let's not pretend like it's not programming. Let's not pretend like it doesn't have a certain like push us in a certain social direction. Even what we see with like the censorship, people being more sensitive now Every time somebody do something, every you 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 gotta be canceled, you know what I mean? This then the other. And so, you know, I'm saying that to say, like, where's the distinction for if we're gonna like me as a gun owner and specifically as a second amendment advocate, I cannot give people the advice to go around slapping people every time they be offended. If you go around slapping people every time to be off you offended, you gotta be ready and 10 toes down for what come with that. And everybody ain't trying to slap you back. Some people shoot. We gotta remember, there was one video where it's a young black dude, he, uh, a, a young black girl, she called her dude up to come up to the job because some dude at the job had offended her and made her feel some kind of way. They met out in a parking lot. Dude whooped up on old boy, her, you know, her boyfriend. Then we also have to remember the white couple that came over there. You talking crazy to your neighbor. You know what I mean? You, you saying this 
you saying that he ain't feeling it today. And the next thing you know, you bleeding out in the snow. You and your wife. You know, you know what I mean? So Yep, I talked about that. That that it's it's wild because I mean you look back and you remember the um it's happened recently, one of uh, young thugs' baby mamas got shot over a bowling ball dispute not that long ago. Remember that? Yes. Yes, and the same people that it shouldn't even have to go this far. Why? That's nothing I, over a bowling ball. This is why I stay in the house. But then we'll turn around and hype this. And I'm like, which one is it? Like, people got to pick. That's why I challenge myself so hard on my level of consistency. Even sometimes I be like, eh, eh, yeah, okay, I guess. But like, if we're not pushing ourselves to do that, what are we really doing? And me as a gun owner, I cannot feel comfortable with myself out here telling people like, first of all, first of all, I believe in non-aggression principles. I'm going to escalate to the point that you've escalated. If you said something crazy to me, I, oh, off top. Now, let me let me fix that. Depending on, of course, it's going to depend on, depend on the environment. First of all, is you if you have common sense, you're going to do a risk assessment and something like this, right? And is it worth it? So depending on what's being said, I'm absolutely going to defend myself. I'm going to stand up for myself. What I'm not going to do, I'm not going to unnecessarily escalate anything. And I'm never, I'm never putting my hands on somebody that has not put their hands on me or that I do not believe is an imminent threat. I'm just not doing it. First of all, I'm not like overly sensitive like that. Um, second of all, people will kill you for less. Like I really want people to like understand that every single time, every single time you get into an argument with somebody or you escalate, even you don't even have to escalate anything. Anytime you get into an argument with somebody, particularly somebody you don't know, you need to ask yourself, is it worth it? Every single time. Because every argument can be escalated. Every single one. Every single one. There's been news stories of family members killing their own family members because the person ate your leftover piece of chocolate chip cookie or piece of chicken or slice of pizza. You know what I mean? People have killed people over dice games. People have like, you know, and it's easy, like you said, a bowling ball. And it's easy to be like, oh, it was just a bowling ball, but it escalates. Yeah, no, it, it's it's completely wild. And it's just to think about it, like for real, things like bowling balls, something like, Oh, I, I I threw a basketball at somebody and they start they turn around and started shooting. It doesn't take but four pounds of pressure to pull most triggers on a standard Glock. Like four pounds is the difference between life and death on any given Sunday, any given day of the week. So for me, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm not going to try to escalate a situation. Um, even if something is kind of escalated, I'm gonna try to keep myself in a good situation. Cause you know, I got two kids, I got a wife. I can't be 
um, getting into some verbal altercation, like you, like you said, you know, you got to know where you are. Um, can't get into some verbal altercation with somebody I don't know. And even with somebody I do know, you know, you do what you can to be at peace with all men. Like this, this firearm that I carry, the, the, the hand skills that I have, it's not for you. It's for the person who has no self-controls and puts, puts hands on me in a way that I can justify um, that they were bringing physical um, bodily harm or death to me or somebody around me. Like that's what that's for. And all these um, know-it-alls on Twitter and even some of them on Instagram be like, well, you know, that's, uh, that's what I want to see. Y'all just mad because you, y'all not used to seeing black men stick up for black women. It's like, bro, that's not what's sticking up. That's not what I'm asking for. That's not, is that what we're asking for? Every time someone gets a, a little loud or says something a little out the way as a joke, clearly a joke, like not even trying to be disrespectful. It's just a joke at this point. Like you want them to just turn around and pull up on the guy. Like that's not acceptable in any, anywhere. Like Will Smith got away with it, but you going to jail if you don't end up six feet under. Will Smith got away with it, but you're going to jail. I think that uh, Will Smith could have still had a very great impact, even if he did have a Kanye. I mean, because think about how uh, viral that Kanye West thing mm -hmm. went, right? When he simply just snatched the mic, snatched the mic, and he could have said, like, Yo, my wife is dealing with alopecia and this is the perfect time for me to tell y'all what that's about and tell you to support XYZ organization, mm, wow. right? Wow. And how powerful and impactful that would have been and walk back to the crowd like a boss and kiss his wife on her bald head. You know what I mean? Wow. That would have been so powerful. I'm getting kind of emotional just thinking about that. Incredible. Um, but just, you, you're absolutely right. He could, he had a moment you know, my mom, when I was a little petulant child, my mom used to say, like, man, use your powers for good and not for evil. My 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 need for attention. And instead of using the the opportunity that he had, the stage, the platform that he had to empower, to love, to care. You know, he, he gave a whole speech about love. I'm being called to love. Yeah, you're being called to love and you didn't answer the call, sir. You put hands on the dude. For what? <laughs> it was a perfect opportunity to love. Not love him necessarily, but to love your wife and to love people in her situation. But he didn't yeah. want to do all that. Yeah, I just, it's just still, it's just still weird. It was just, you know, it was just a very odd situation. And thankfully, and Will knew it too, that they were in a very controlled, tame, you know, high profile environment you know and this wasn't some like street fight or disagreement um and so I would absolutely not recommend that people go out here trying to be Will Smith also I think it's something to be said about the fact that you know you bringing up your wife and your children and how you don't have the the agency to 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 be able to just kind of run around you know acting out or being aggressive every single time somebody offends your wife and i think it's something to be said about a uh 
man that knows how to handle his emotion. I think we need a lot more of that. I think what a lot of our young women are calling toxic masculinity is actually men that don't know how to handle emotion. They're just men that react. And I don't care. It could be on the behalf of him. It could be on the behalf of, of women. Uh, uh, wars are started over women every day. You know what I mean? And so I think it's something to be said about not only a man that knows how to pick his battle, but a man that wants to not be wrapped up in frivolous charges. You know what I mean? A man that is not going to be behind jail away from his wife and his family because he couldn't hold his emotions together. Now, Will Smith, you know, makes tons and tons of more money than me. And so obviously, you know, he's not going to have the same, uh, uh, he's not going to have to deal with it the same way that somebody, you know, as ourselves would. But unfortunately, right. everyday people, especially in our community, we can't afford for more men to be locked away more men to be losing money, uh, more men to be losing jobs, more men to be separated from their families because they didn't know how to go talk to another man. Like, I don't like how you offended my wife. Could you apologize? Or I didn't really appreciate that. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling it. Or knowing how to change the direction and the energy of the room, you know, and de-escalation is a huge part and should be a huge part of self-protection, right? Learning how to diffuse or change the energy or the trajectory or leave, right? Those things are okay. And so, cool, Will Smith, Hollywood, Chris Rock, Hollywood, millions of dollars, cool, good for them. But I do not suggest that people go out here trying to uh, repeat these things as if they're, they won't have ramifications, as if the discussion around them will be the same, as if people would give them the same grace. People have been locked up for less. People Absolutely. have died for less. Absolutely. For, for things they didn't do. Much less, oh, I went and put hands on somebody. Man, I, once upon a time, I saw this video of um, this old dude who was getting, who got mad at this this young woman, probably in her 20s, for parking in the handicapped spot. This old old guy, real old, decrepit looking guy. And he was like, hey, are you guys are in the parking spot. I couldn't really hear, but basically he's going on. And her boyfriend comes out the store, gets in his face, shoves him. Not super hard but hard enough that he kind of stumbles back he's old falls on his butt old dude pulls out a revolver and puts a few in him kills him right there was this the one where this, this is not the same video where the couple was sitting in the car right i don't think they were sitting in the car because she was outside and he came out the store eventually okay because it's another that brings to mind another video that i saw where a couple was sitting in the car and I think if I remember correctly, 
the guy was talking noise and a girl was sitting there. I can't remember if she, if I remember correctly, she was hyping him up or something. It makes me want to find the video now. And he was talking crazy to a dude that's literally standing outside of his window with the gun. And the guy pulls out the gun and, and shoots the guy right there as he's in his seat. And his girlfriend, wife, whoever she is, is sitting there right beside him. And it's like, we have to, sometimes when you're dealing with humans that are from different walks of life, you know what I mean? People that's been through their own struggles, people that come with their own traumas and this like that and this and this and that. You may, you, we're human. You're going to bump into people that are jerks. You're going to bump into people that are not nice people. You're going to bump into people that you may not agree with. You may bump into people that are di much different from you, right? And to make our community safer, we have to learn how to, like I said, diffuse some of these interactions that might not be as pleasant. And where we're not doing that, that puts other people at risk. And I think particularly there has to be some level of balance. Like you cannot have, and I'm not even saying this is the case with, with Jada and Will. I'm just saying in general, like the average couple, you can't have two hot heads together or two people that are completely emotional. Like it has to be some level of balance. And in a traditional sense, I would say that the man particularly when it comes to self-protection traditionally men have been known to protect the woman provide for the woman and all of these other things right um you know we you would think that a man would have some sense of my highest duty my highest honor is to keep this woman safe and sometimes keeping people safe is not always protecting their feelings, if that makes sense. Sometimes keep, keeping your woman safe means you not going to jail tonight where now you have to be away from her for a year because you assaulted somebody. Or you being able to leave the situation because this other person is willing to escalate something that you didn't really want to escalate. You know what I mean? And so risk assessment is also very important. Like, is this worth what it has the potential to turn into? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, man, I, I'm thinking about Kanye right now because everybody's kind of going on like, hey, is Kanye okay? Like, is his mental health good? He, he keeps making these veiled threats and he keeps going nuts. And I know we're talking about Will, not Kanye right now, but it's, I, I didn't expect this from Will. I expected this kind of nonsense from Kanye. <laughs> I know I'm a, I'm a little off topic. I apologize, but no, you're good. I also see a lot of people saying, "Oh, hashtag protect black women, protect black women, mm. protect black women." And to that, I say, define a woman, because <laughs> just last week. Y'all supposedly didn't know what a woman was. That was so controversial. Like, you can't define a woman. A woman is just a, merely a social construct. So to protect something, you have to even at least know what it is. You know what I mean? But that, uh, that's, that's, that's a different conversation. Sure. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, but you're you're absolutely right in regards to uh, the the question of who are we supposed to defend? Um, and there is this interesting construct, and traditionally the way it's been is where men have to um, are expected to step up and protect women, and whether that's because women have been treated like property and you got to protect your property, or because women are created in the image of God and you want to protect uh, the gifts that He's given in this life. Like, I mean, that's, that's how I like to look at it. But I wonder if people really understand what it really means to be a protector and to have self-control and to think clearly and to have a plan, have a plan for what, what, what happens if you're in the car and somebody starts banging on the glass or somebody's having a road rage situation. Are you about to pull over with them and get out the car and tussle in the street? Like, cause that's how people die. Like, I feel that everybody has a plan until they get smacked in the mouth. Yes, yes. But have a plan to begin with. And it, clearly, Will Smith didn't stick to whatever plan he might have not had anyways. I literally just had this conversation yesterday about having a plan for, because that's something I've never really thought about. Like, even me, I... Um, people think because I have an opinion and I know how to stand up for myself and I know how to discuss certain topics. Some people assume that, oh, like you must be aggressive. You must be this. You must be that. How I handle the Jubilee episode. I don't know if you you got a chance to see that. What you Um, mean? Yes, I've, I've seen it like twice and then i've seen people's reaction okay. video talking about how how much they hated you guys <laughs> i was because I, I heard you were you were kind of complaining about it. i'm like who are these people so i went ahead oh my gosh Lame. but how i handled that is typically how i would handle a situation like i'm not i'm not gonna go, i'm never going out of my way to be mean to people i'm never going out of my way i'm not picking on people I'm not a bully i don't I thought I you don't, were super nice in that conversation yeah. i mean in general i think you're you're a kind person uh you know i, I don't i, don't, I suppose it, if all they see is online stuff it could be confusing people will think just because like people will literally think just because i have a a, a a opinion on mask that i must walk down the street and be like take that stupid mask off or because i'm smacking a- it out of people's hands huh just smacking mask out of people's hands. Right. Put that or thing people down. Think, people think because I have an opinion, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. They think that I go around telling trans people, you ain't no real woman. You ain't no real man unprompted. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I have followers, supporters, friends that mask that are trans people that are vaccinated, that are non-traditional that are several things you know what I mean a part of several type of diverse groups and cultures and all kind of things you know what I mean and so Mm -hmm. that's another internet thing that's another why I say the internet is not real because everything even when we look at this Chris Rock and Will Smith thing it's everything is a hard line your team this or your team that you're anti this or you're anti that you know what I mean and it's like people are nuanced people are 
complex and I have the ability to be able to discuss that, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that or this is how I feel with, feel about that without being outwardly, like I'm not like aggressive to people. I'm not, I wasn't trying to, on a Jubilee episode, trying to make the trans person change their mind. I'm not trying to make you not be trans. You know what I mean? That Like that's your life. I want you to be able to live it to the best of your ability. My position is don't force your opinion on me. Like don't tell me What's comedy? Don't tell me what a woman is. Don't tell me what I should be okay with my third grader learning. Don't you know what I mean? It's like a theme of like, don't tell me I must be vaccinated. Don't tell me I must wear a mask. It's like this. It's like if everybody lived by that same standard. I think stuff would be way more cool. I don't go around telling, you know what I mean? Like I said, I don't go around telling trans people, you you need to call yourself what you are or what you were born. Like, I literally don't care. I like, I don't like that you, you have to, far as I know, and far as what I'm here to see, you have this one life to live and you have to choose and you have to answer for how you're going to do that. That's not my decision. And have the same grace for me. Don't try to tell me like what I should deem funny, what I should deem, you know, to be canceled. It's like the whole bullying, the whole censorship. That's the part that bothers me. But otherwise, I can have conversations with people I don't agree with. I have no issues with doing that. And I think that was pretty evident in the whole situation. But like, don't get it twisted. If somebody comes at me or says something, particularly on the internet, I'm going to try to hurt your feelings off top. If you come for me, if you say something disrespectful for me, to me, I'm not talking about somebody that disagrees with me. I'm not talking about that. You're welcome to disagree with me. Um, I can disagree with people in a, I, I guess, a, I don't want to say professional, um, somewhat like polite manner, you know, but if you come for me, like I did have some people coming for me, several people coming for me after the Jubilee episode, there's no, like, it's, everything's off the table. I'm going to try to say the most possible lowest denominator, most vile thing to hurt your feelings, to let you know that, like, first of all, I, I really don't care about you as a person, but now I want to hurt your feelings since we think it's okay to just talk to people any kind of way. People need to learn that, like, disagreement is not violence somebody saying something to you is not violence and i want people to stop that i feel like enough people haven't gotten beat up haven't mm -hmm. gotten jumped you know what i mean haven't had something actually happen to them to know what true violence is words yeah. words are not violence when somebody shoots you and you and your wife laying in the snow bleeding out you gonna wish to god that words were the only thing they had for you mm -hmm. i i 
I do seriously wonder kind of where people's heads are at when, you know, it's like, it's, it's a joke that there's like a certain type of uh, liberal, um, not to pull, pull the, the left, right type of stuff in, in this conversation that, that loves to say like your words are literally violence. It's like, bro, like you might, you might be upset, but you don't know what violence is. Clearly you don't. And especially words on the internet. Words on the internet, as much as cyberbullying is a thing, those words are not violence. We need to be very clear about what violence, violence is. is. And I, I think taking taking words and doing this weird semantics thing where um or or mislabeling them, like God for I get so tired, bro. Everybody on the internet. This is right. I had this conversation the other day. People People do this with the word violence. People do use this do, do this with the term racist, where they use it so much that it doesn't have meaning. It doesn't have meaning. Oh, uh, uh, this is violence against this community. This is violence against that community. And there, there's a certain type of person on the internet who uses those words. And I'm not trying to be um, disrespectful to people who are in those communities, but pe for people who use that kind of language loosely. I would humbly request that you check yourself and and really just reconsider the way you use language in general, because violence is a real and serious thing. You know what's happening overseas right now. There's a lot of violence. What um, you know, if somebody puts their hands on you, there's a little violence. There was a little violence at the Oscars. It was a little violence. It wasn't super violent, um, but it could have it could have gone somewhere. That that said, um, that's my little soapbox for right now. I'm just. I'm just remembering and I'm kind of pissed off because people are so soft. They ought to muscle up a little bit. The main reason why we need to be very clear about what violence is, is so people actually know it when they see it and they mm. know to defend themselves and prepare to defend themselves accordingly. But when you're telling people that everything is violence and words are violence and when somebody says something that makes you feel uncomfortable, that goes against your personal philosophies, your religion, your beliefs, your political system, that the, these things are violence, we set up ourselves for more people to actually be violent, okay? Mm -hmm. We set up ourselves for more people to escalate and be aggressive towards others and you know start the aggression and violence literally means physical force i think i'm gonna keep saying this in every episode as much as i can remember to say this please if you have old dictionaries if you have old encyclopedias please keep those okay because I tend to believe, and I think a lot of people do at this point, that we are in a very almost or Orwellian, dystopian, you know, uh, current modern system where we seeing words almost turning into not meaning anything, right? What's a woman? Oh, I, I don't know what a woman is, but I know a trans woman is a woman. Like, you know what I mean? What is violence? It could be when somebody says something to you. I think words can escalate violence, right? I think words can lead to violence and lend to violence. 
I think the people using these words can be violent people, but I do not find the words themselves to be violence when literally, if you look up the word, violence means physical force. Physical. I think the the, the part that sends me over the over the edge is when people get angry because their company or organization doesn't do a thing or doesn't put out a statement in solidarity for a thing and it's claimed to be some sort of violence against the group that is demanding some sort of action in favor of whatever they want if that makes sense Wait, explain it again. Sorry, I'm I'm getting a little cryptic. So I saw recently there was a, a group that was angry at I think it was the the bill down in Florida, and they were saying like, hey, um, our company, uh, I don't know if it was Amazon or so, some big company had it. I, mean, I think it was like Disney. They were angry because um, Disney didn't put out a statement and Disney didn't boycott Florida or something like that. And the sentiment was by them not um, basically making drastic moves to either pull out of Florida or um, boycott Florida in some sense that they were promoting violence against um, the communities that they feel were impacted by said bill. That was a and real take? I believe so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm open to being wrong, but that has been a trend. And, and the way that people think is like, oh, um, Amazon didn't put, um, didn't do something for Black History Month. This I'm just making something up at this point. Um, well, that's that's promoting violence against the Black community. And things like that have been said. And something, I believe that was said for the, the Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, um, which I know we're not talking about that right now, but it blows my mind that we continue to to pervert the term violence and and misunderstand um, people's obligations in situations like that. Like, it's not my obligation to come on here and say, uh, Rhonda Mary, I stand in solidarity with you um, when people try to cyber bully you over the Jubilee episode. It's not my job. It's literally not my job. And vice versa. It's not my job to rebuke you for not um, uh, being kinder to the trans person on the show. Like, it's not my job. It's crazy how some of those people were like so mean to me. They were like so just awful. You know what I mean? But I of never course. felt like I don't this doubt is, it. This is violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're making me laugh. Go ahead. I don't know. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's something wrong with me. Like maybe I'm not sensitive enough. You're a hardened maybe, criminal. Maybe I'm a hardened criminal. You know what I mean? So, you know, know. I, 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 I just, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe, you know, maybe the problem could be with me. Maybe it's the I don't, I don't know. I think people's life experience these days w with everything that's happening and with the echo chambers and how how insular things are. And I've, I've started to notice that with my Twitter feed, like I only see so many things like I'm I'm following a couple of people, but I'm not seeing all the people I follow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting this crazy echo chamber where everything that I hear 
Silence is violence. That's right. Um, everything that I hear is things that I kind of want to hear and I'm not hearing things that bother me. And so when I do hear things that bother me, I have to like do a double take. I'm like, for real, did I just, Oh, well, people can say what they want to say. Like it's a free country. Like it's not a big deal. And I have to kind of remind myself like, Hey, you know, don't be soft. Like people can say what they want to say. And then I think that social media has led people to believe that the fringe minorities are like, like the majority, Mm. you know, you turn on your TV, you would think that like trans people make up freaking 10% of the population, right? Where if I remember, it's it's literally less than 1%. Maybe even an LGBT, maybe, maybe making up 5%, if if that, right? Turn on your TV, you 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 wouldn't know that. Uh you would think that. If you talk to an everyday person, if you talk to a mom at a freaking, uh, you know, she's sending her child to school, you would think that moms are coming into the parent-teacher conferences saying, yeah, I really want my child to learn about gay. You know, the word, just gay. You know, you would think that Black people are just walking around saying, silence is violence. You must... You must speak on my behalf. You random person must stand up for me. And if you don't put BLM in your bio, then you're racist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just some of the more like, some of these kind of like things that we've seen, the more like social, uh, what some people would say agendas, right? Mm-hmm that we've seen over the last few years. And it's like, when you talk to just everyday people and don't, and, and don't get me wrong, right? Cause you mentioned echo chamber. It's absolutely also cultural. It's mm-hmm. absolutely also uh, regional. You know what I mean? I go out to uh, Jubilee. Of course, the black guy that's there is, at least, um, I can't remember where he said he was from, but he was living in California and had been there for several years. A person off top that wants to move to LA, off top, you're gonna have a different outset on life than me. I mean, just, 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 we don't even have to guess or theorize about that. It's, it's just is what it is. It's a different type of lifestyle and a different type of reality. You know right. what I mean? And so, me. Being from the South, it's going to be more traditional. It's going to be, you know, it's not going to be like, I'm going to automatically have differences from people that live in like a New York or a Chicago or a, mm. uh, a um, I was about to say DC or something like that, you know? And so, like you said, I think social media is this huge almost echo chamber where we're seeing even the gender wars. I Oh, please don't let me forget to mention that. Even the gender wars, I think, do I think to some aspect, you know, obviously we, there are issues, okay? There are modern issues between, 
you know, people not getting married as much, people having issues in a dating pool, you know, all these other things that we are currently facing, absolutely. But this black men hate black women, black women hate black men, you know, uh, nobody's dating anymore. Nobody takes anybody out on dates. Men never pay for dates. Uh, you know, all men are this or all women are this. Right. It, it's a lot of this is just not real. It's just no, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not. People love to speak in absolutes and to I guess, share a little story. Me and my, me and my wife, we, um, we try to communicate better every day and sometimes it's worse, but oftentimes it's better. Um, and we try our hardest not to say words like you never, or you always, cause those words, they're not true. Oh, you never take out the trash. That's not true. I took it out yesterday and you just didn't see me take it out. Oh, you always say this or, Oh, you never let me talk, bro. Like shut up. Like, what you're saying is not true. I'm talking talking to myself saying, shut up. She would not like that. Um, <laughs> um, no, like we need to stop speaking in such heavy absolutes. And I understand like sometimes when you're online making a point. Um, Generalize. Yeah. And, and Twitter likes um, the more bombastic takes anyways. Like go on Twitter and say something just yeah, really I'm nice. It's a beautiful day, day today. And you're going to hear, no, it's a horrible day. Don't you see what's happening in Ukraine? Like people love to see, oh you know, God. the most negative or most obscene or, or absolutist take. Um, but at the end of the day, like that stuff, like there's so much happening in the world and most of it you're not going to see because uh, social media doesn't make their money selling you everyday life. They want, they want you to see the most extreme thing to kind of keep you going. Um, and when you have a pay per click basis, a pay per view basis, um, um, ad revenue, uh, is that if, when that's how you create ads, you have to make things that are clickbaity. So even social media, as, as much as content creators create clickbait, social media is designed to clickbait. That is such a great point. That is such a great point. And you made me think about this time that I had made this post on Instagram. Like, I was just feeling good. Like, life is going good. Like, things are just going smooth. I'm feeling blessed. You know, mm -hmm. and I just say, like, you know, everything is happening in my life. Like, I'm manifesting things and all of these great things. And I'm doing this, doing that. And somebody literally comes under my post. So, you just saying that the whole thing is in Africa? Just manifest these things. Is that what you're saying, Rhonda Mary? I'm like, bruh, like, what is wrong with y'all? Is it crack? Like, what is the problem? Can I not speak from my own perspective without you thinking it's a diss to you? Like, even now, they they're trying to make it. Some people on Twitter are trying to make it where you can't talk about being healthy. You know what I mean? You can't talk about, you know, your parents and how they set you up for life or they put you in a better position. You can't talk. Like, I had somebody, this person don't know me from a can of paint. You don't know mm. me. I literally had somebody tell me on Twitter, uh, you grew up in the struggle because you're black. And I'm Jesus, like, <laughs> I'm they like, did not. 
So you just gonna now by no means did I grow up rich, you know what I mean? Anything mm -hmm. like that. But one thing I'm never ever not gonna do is down talk my parents and you know them being able to like just some things that may see, seem simple for me, but obviously as like I got older and met more people and experience like like my parents buying me my first car at 16 just brand new car just off the lot like I even though it was like even great then and I was super excited I didn't really realize at the time that you have a lot of Americans that just I mean they just can't do that they just can't right. my parents being homeowners like things that I that just kind of seemed normal. I won't go as far as to say I took it for granted because I don't think I ever did that. But sometimes when you just kind of like in your own bubble, you in your own surroundings and you, you're not really seeing what other people going through. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Me coming from a two-parent household, all of my friends, like every single one of my best girlfriends coming from a two-parent household, parents married well over 30 years. You know what mm. I mean? Like this. It's 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 like it's you know, I didn't really start noticing, I guess, the uh what word am I looking for here? Kind of like weighing those things against some of the other things that people been through and it's like now if you even talk about that if you talking about feeling blessed and having good health people think your blessings are like offensive to them like people are offended that you haven't been through certain things you haven't like for somebody that I never met a day in my life to tell me, no, you went through the struggle because you black, but you just don't know it. Now, granted, you know what I mean? The school that I went to wasn't the best. You know, the city that I grew up in, you know, did have like crime and stuff like that. But thankfully, the part of town that I was in and with the protection of my father, with the, you know, I grew up in a church being shielded from certain things. I was just able to be protected and shielded from certain things. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't go as far as to say, you know, like, I'm not going to get, basically I'm saying this to say this. I'm not going to get on the internet and pretend, oh, I had this horrible downtrodden upbringing for some like solid fake solidarity for somebody that mm. I don't even freaking know mm -hmm. right I'm not gonna pretend that a man is not a man and a woman is not a woman for some fake solidarity with a person that I don't even know I'm not gonna pretend that I've had these horrible excruciating uh uh uh, interactions with men and I hate all men and men are the worst thing walking because of for some fake solidarity of people on the internet that I don't even know you know what I mean right. but I think that in some levels it's become this collective trauma bonding and, and let's be very clear because I don't want anybody to twist okay I don't want anybody to like twist my words or you know 
trying to make it seem like I just had like some type of perfect life or have some type of perfect life. That's absolutely not the case. I've absolutely had people make fun of my hair. When the natural hair movement happened, I was actually my first friend. I was the second person in my entire family. I was one of the first people in my neighborhood to go natural. You know what I mean? I was kind of like, I jumped on it early because it was something that I was already interested in. And so I took a lot of those hits early. At the time I was dating a guy, he wasn't with it. You know what I mean? He oh, wasn't feeling it, you know? And so I had to deal with that. Um, I've had people say, you know, uh, things to me, even in person that weren't favorable, that were disrespectful. And I handled the things, how I handled them. I have, I literally have a story of being kicked out of a restaurant by a white lady. And that was a whole thing. And I've talked about that story here on this, on this show before. Um, So yes, I've absolutely had things happen, but I think that every human, right? If we could see a Will Smith going on stage crying, talking about the all the levels of jokes and the disrespect they have to take and it's like that and that, I mean, of course you're going to have regular people that go, you're going to go through things, but that's not to say, you know, to, to discount some of the, I guess you can't say privileges that I've been afforded. Right. No, that's that's huge because I mean I'm just thinking about my own life and all the all the blessings, you know, having a, a mother and a father in the house. And I, I think there are people who would want you to um maybe feel bad or stay silent on the fact that oh you had a you had a mom and a dad or oh you you I never skipped a meal. Like that's I can say that. Not every meal was like top shelf, but I never went hungry, which is dope. I'm so glad to say that. Yeah. Um but at the end of the day, like there, there is some struggle out there. there. There are things that I've personally dealt with, some emotional stuff, some mental stuff, some um, finding myself and all the, all the different stuff that people go through. And I'm sure you've, you've been through things that you're maybe not thinking about even, maybe you're thinking about it now. Um, and it's, it's wild to think that people would ignore everything that you are that you actually are because they don't they don't see it they, they can't they can't go back in time and say like oh i know rondo because they can't see it on your timeline um and that's that's the kicker um and say like oh well um i i need you to stand in solidarity with us on these issues like well, I, I need you to stand in solidarity with me well actually i don't actually i don't because i'm a mature human and i don't need the validation from people who tomorrow you won't, you won't be here. Like you're going to forget this comment existed. You're not even following me. Like you're going to be gone tomorrow. And that's so, it's so interesting. And it's so weird how people have social media has made us project our experiences on to other people it's like not normal. I don't think it's normal. And I think it's interesting that you brought up, brought up validation. This is something that I often talk about. I think it's a human emotion to want validation, particularly mm -hmm. from our peers, from the people amongst us, right? You want your mom and your dad to be proud of you. 
you know, you want your your sister and your brother to to love you, to support you. You want your friends to feel like you're a good person. You know what I mean? I feel like it's human. It's a natural emotion, right? A physical touch. You just think about what the hug, literally a hug does for somebody psychologically, right? And the reason why so many people were going through depression when they were locked up in their homes and things like this. So human interaction and some level of validation is absolutely important for the human experience. Where it starts to get creepy is that where you constantly, constantly seek validation from people somewhere across the country that you never met a day in your life and this person must agree with you they must they must align with you they must subscribe to your uh to your politics they mm -hmm. must subscribe to uh what you believe socially like, like it has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then I must be angry. I must be upset. I must try to counsel you. It's just very odd. And my belief is, and I've said this before, my belief is, is that when we are outsourcing our validation, our love, our nurturing, when we are not with uh, functioning within these stable families, right? Mm. When we don't have those friends to lean on, now we start looking for validation outside of ourselves, right? Yeah. We look for validation in the classroom. We look for validation on social media. I need, I've never Atlas, I don't need you to tell me I'm a woman. I don't need that. I don't care what you feel about me being a woman. I don't need you to tell me I'm any type of woman, to be quite honest, any type of uh, descriptive word you want to use. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel confident enough in myself that I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know what I represent. And no stranger can tell me otherwise. It cannot happen. I won't allow it to happen. The narrative that people will try to create about me, I don't care. I don't subscribe to it. I don't accept. Like, I, I don't, I, I reject that. And that's because that. I have a certain level of, confidence in myself and one thing i've also learned is everybody's not gonna like you everybody's no. not gonna like you everybody's not gonna agree with you and that's okay that's okay because your tribe will be attracted to you mm -hmm. the people that do like you the people that think like you the people that want to talk about the things you talk about, have the interests that you have. They may or may not look like you. They may or may not, you know, be into some of the things that you are into. Those people will naturally just be drawn to you and you don't have to fight it. You don't have to pull people by the hair. You don't have to do any of that. 
No, ab- absolutely. Um, I've said this a few weeks ago and I said it more recently. I-, I do feel like the majority of issues that we have here in in our human experience revolves around identity. And identity, you oftentimes, like you just said, you want it, you want it to be validated. For me, I know that I'm a heterosexual dude. Like I like women. I like my woman. I'm perfectly happy with my situation. If somebody online is like, oh, bro, you're looking kind of fruity today. I, I don't care. <laughs> like, it, like of all the things that I could care about, I care about that probably the least just because I'm so secure in that. When I was a teenager and still trying to not like figure out my identity in that way, but like figure out my identity and 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 I guess understand where my validation comes from mm-hmm. just in general I think that would have bothered me immensely oh no bro you know I'm I'm not I'm not gay like that now I'm like I don't it doesn't bother me at all couldn't bother but, me less so you think you know there is a possibility I mean I could see that I could definitely see that in school um particularly because school is about compliance. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. be real, you know, wear a uniform, don't show your shoulders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Don't wear whatever type of colors or symbols, you know, walk in a single file line. Like school is about compliance. And I think, you know, as I've gotten older, that's one reason why I'm like pro homeschool now. I'm like, I'm totally on board for for that, um, particularly learning, like, you know, more about just all kind of stuff. The, the Classical education. Of, yes, the history of public schools, the, the impact of the Rockefellers and the, the um, uh, bo- um, uh, what is it, Board of Education? I think that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Right, but like all of these systems that kind of, keep schooling stagnant mm-hmm. right but a lot about that is is about compliance even the way they have students learning all students don't learn the same right no, I don't I some didn't students. I surely didn't some students learn by hearing some learn by seeing some learn by reading you know what I mean some people learn more hands-on and so the entire system, the entire public school experiment is about complying, fitting in, you know what I mean? And some of that is human nature. Some of that is mm-hmm. human nature. You know, it takes really, really strong-willed people to be able to stand on their own, too, and, and like, really not care. Even me to fully just, like, not care about certain things. I think over time, you kind of grow into that more as an individual Mm as you're able to stand on your own too, particularly with social media. You see it's not real. It's an echo chamber. You would never say this to me in real life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because you know you might catch these hands. Like, I'm not not throwing them, but somebody might. And so it's like, you know... I definitely think a teenager that goes through the public school system or even any any type of system where you're having multiple children, 
you're gonna you're gonna be looking for that, right? Even well, I'll say this. I mean, as as a child in your developmental phases, um, and you're interacting with your mother and your father and and masculine and feminine uh, uh, leaders uh, and figures in your life, you are forming who you are. And at a certain point, you do become a man or you become a woman. Like, I don't, you're not going to say to an eight-year-old girl that she's a young woman. You wouldn't do that. But to a 16 or 17-year-old, you would you would hope that they've started to form who they are to, to a point where they can make serious life decisions, such as driving cars, picking college, um, deciding whether or not they'd like to drink or smoke, go to the military. Um, and at the end of the day, you would hope, kind of getting back to what I what I really wanted to talk about, you would hope that their mother and their father or or whatever parental setup that they have, ho- hopefully it's a mother and father because that's the optimal setup. Um, you would hope that those two people would have instilled love and purpose and and helped them to discover their identity, and their mm-hmm. father would have validated that identity to the point where they don't have to seek that validation from other men generally. Um, and even sometimes women, if it's kind of really off the off the rocker, um, and you see that with I'll, I'll start on women because you see a lot of a lot of girls who are kind of trying to figure out who they are and kind of going from guy to guy, not seeking sexual relationships, but seeking some sort of validation when it comes to who they are, are they loved, are they cared for, and then you go to dudes and it's like okay you see you see these guys um, specifically young dudes in the black community running into these gang situations and you're like why do they, they know that they could die. Mm-hmm. What in any, any, any day they could die. Why are they in this situation? Because they're seeking validation from men. And for me, I, I've worked with youth and I feel like you have too. I, tell yeah. me I'm wrong. No. Um, and, no. and you see, you see the, you see it, even the most hardened youth, eventually they'll come to you and ask you questions. Eventually. And I always, I'm always a little surprised because the kids I work with are kind of tough. Um, they, they just straight up ask you like, Hey man, like they ask you something so deep, so, so deep, so personal. And you're like, I guess now's my opportunity to, to share and to be vulnerable and to let you know that like everything that you've known in the past or not known rather that you can put that aside and you can be validated in, in this moment. Um, so really I, I feel that there's a lot of people who either just didn't have that or didn't have the completed version mm. and social media has somehow perverted their idea of these things. It made it so much worse. And forgive me if I'm being a little vague and speaking. No, of, that was like, that was an awesome, that was an awesome point. Um, and that's really something interesting to think about. And I love how you tied it into even the young men um, looking for validation. Cause this is, this is exactly what it is, right? Particularly, particularly, right? When that masculine energy is not there, you will have these young girls who will seek out, you know, the father that they didn't have mm-hmm. in their partners. And you have young guys who will seek out almost like a father figure in some ways. And so I don't know, that's, that's kind of like a deep and we could go in, I mean, a whole different direction with that. But I think that the validation topic is so interesting. And I think the worst thing we could do is 
continue to outsource things to the government and mm -hmm. to others instead of kind of doing some of these things, doing the work in house, because I think that what really lays a strong foundation, um, a solid foundation is when it's at home. It's when it's community related instead of the moment we extend things the moment we outsource things, I think is when is the moment that we leave room for these things to start to be perverted. Like, as you said, for them to be taken advantage of, for your desire for validation to be used against you, mm -hmm. to be monetized, to be demonized, to be taken advantage of, you know? And so I think that's really interesting. Um, before we end tonight, do you have any final thoughts and also want to tell people where they can find you? So I, I wanted to say this, um, and you you touched on validation and whatnot. Um, I would also highly recommend that if you're struggling with feeling validated, if you're struggling in your relationships, if you're struggling online, I know people who are successful who I said like, Hey, you know, when did the comment section stop bothering you? And they're like, when I went to therapy, I recommend that. I recommend going to therapy. I mean, I've been, I'm shoot. I'm going right now. Just put it all out there. I'm going right now. And it's a good thing um, because you want to be whole for the people in your life. And you want to, you know, I recommend if you're married, go with your spouse. If you're single, go by yourself and just kind of find yourself but also spend a lot of time if you're spiritual um, with God, if you refuse to be, spend time thinking about your life and come to good conclusions. Now, in regards to where you can find me, um, if you want to look me up on the podcast, look up uh, Rhonda's episode. It's a great episode. Um, Costly Conversations with Armed Atlas. You can find it at Apple, Google, Spotify, really anywhere you can find a podcast. Just Google it. Um, in regards to my YouTube channel, I'm bringing out all new firearms content. If you are curious to see what that looks like, I got something coming pretty soon. My brother's just finishing up something and we'll, we'll drop that on the Armed Atlas YouTube channel. And also there should be, if you look it up, a Costly Conversations YouTube channel coming out specifically dedicated to the podcast. If you kind of want to peep that, um, all new content coming to that as well. I'm super excited. There's some really, really good conversations, not specifically around firearms, but many other things regarding small businesses, um, some political stuff. I mean, it's it's a really good conversation, um, and I want you to kind of be part of that. Come find me. I'm on Instagram, armed underscore Atlas, and uh, shoot me a DM. Say what's up. I'll talk back. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. All right, so thank you to everybody um, joined tonight. If you are not subscribed, make sure you go ahead and uh, hit that subscription button. If you are not following me on Instagram, it's absolutely no reason you should not be following me on Instagram. So go over there. My name is Rhonda underscore Mary. Thank you to everyone that joined tonight. Thank you to my patrons and to everyone that always supports. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, guys.